0: Welcome, everybody. I am Jesse Mogul, and thank you for joining us on the American Contingency Podcast. We are a united nationwide community of steadfast Americans ready for any challenge that comes our way. We're here to inform, equip, and train you so you can prepare, respond, and recover from any man-made or natural disaster or situation. I am absolutely excited for today's episode. We have American Contingencies very own national training coordinator not only that he's a retired green beret a retired dea agent who once even served in guam it's absolutely amazing to have noel bishop on the microphone today welcome noel Thanks, Jesse. I'm glad to be here. Very excited about this as well. You know, we just launched the podcast. We're super excited to really be rolling out a lot of the administrators, the people who've been doing so much work behind the scenes. Sure. Because you are the one in train, in charge of all the training. And we do some amazing trainings there within the American contingency membership portal and within the entire community. Tell the audience a little bit about why you got into the training. What really excites you about the trainings we've done and what's coming up ahead? Yeah, it's a good
1: question. I have, um, I've been in some pretty austere conditions and I've seen what happens when people don't know what to do, don't know the right thing to do or react to certain situations simply because they, they haven't been exposed to it. They haven't been trained, uh, to do the right thing. Um, you know, I, I was in, uh, New Orleans right after, uh, Hurricane Katrina hit. And I saw what happens when things go really bad. Everybody says, hey, look, you know, we're Americans. We're all going to stick together. But that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was for themselves. I like to take what I've learned through the two careers that I've had uh, and apply that to help people. Um, we've done it in my neighborhood. Uh, we've done it on our national. We're doing it at a national level uh, with American Contingency. A lot of guys in American contingency are in the military, have been in the military. And so the military is a little bit unique, Where is if you're in a unit, you get an individual that actually comes to you with a certain level of training. They've been through basic training, whatever, right? Um, And then they can continue on their training. But here in American contingency, we don't have that. So I have to develop a training program that starts from the very basic skill. You know, we have the 12 categories And not everybody, even at basic level, not everybody is going to know all that about the category. Mm -hmm. Um, So some may know some, but they'll find that, other ones, they'll learn something. And and I promote that if you know something about one of the categories and somebody else doesn't, that's new to your group or your chapter, help that person. Because that person could be the one that could save your rear end
0: someday. And I really love the aspect of this nationwide community that we're Mm -hmm. building. So there's there's chapters all over the country. And you're right, there's going to be people who might have a lot of health and medical background, but maybe not as much communication. And we're looking to well-round people. And you make a really great point. point about Katrina, because we think as Americans we stick together, but all humans when they get down to their base desires are going to be looking out for themselves in really horrible situations. Anyone who remembers Katrina remembers what the Superdome we know Mm -hmm. the stories that were coming out of that it was not good to be in those situations and not have your own provisions at home, if you even had a home. There's a lot of situations where people find themselves stuck where they did not ever think they'd be stuck. How Mm -hmm. does our training really just help them with those very first few days of realizing, wow, Stuff went real sideways. What am I supposed to do now?
1: So i got a basic training program, and I'm creating a an intermediate and advanced. If you go through all that, you're going to be very well-rounded. And it promotes being self-reliant. It promotes, you know, storing food. It promotes having the skills, the basic skills to tie a, even a knot, to make a shelter, uh, to start a fire, all those things. Um, but it also, you know, it's not all... A wilderness and starting fires. We also touch on, um, you know, what, what do you do at home? What do you do with income and economics? Because in order to fuel that thing that you've got going to prepare, you've got to have the economics to do it. You've got to have right. the money to do it. So all that comes together. I, I just want to make sure that people are well-rounded, and if you complete the, the training program, you will be very well-rounded. And it's not going to—it's not something that you're just going to do in a year. It's going to take a long time to do.
0: And I think that's important for people to realize when it comes to this idea of being prepared. And I know that, you know I'll, I'll say this throughout a lot of the early episodes that we do, as we're really getting American Contingency podcasts up and running, is that the word prepper can sort of have a negative connotation right. to it. Which is unfortunate that, I don't know, somebody way back in the day decided that that means that somebody's living out in the middle of nowhere, Montana living in a bunker. Mm -hmm. Being prepared is just responsible. You've got a whole family perhaps that's looking upon you to make sure that they've got water, food, safety, shelter, warmth, these basic essentials just to figure out what to do the next day. American Contingency provides these people an entire community that at various degrees, they have experience with these. And so how does our whole community come together through the membership site to make sure that there's an opportunity to meet one another within their individual communities and then begin to sort of fan out around the rest of the state?
1: Man, that's an awesome question. I have a little bit of advice on something that I did, okay? So I had some people in my neighborhood that, that I thought were kind of along the same lines as, of thought as I was, you know, be prepared, okay? So what we did was... Um, and I, I had a couple of them that, that I knew, uh, and they were actually kind of um, comms guys, they were hams. So what we decided to do is we took these little FRS radios, and we passed them out. Some people had them, some of the kids had them. And so what we did was we created, with, we had, I don't know, 23 or so families that, that would have these radios. And this has been going on for years. Every Monday night, we have a radio check, Okay. And so, you know, now we're getting, we're getting 12, 13 people, but they're, they're all different people. So we have some cohesion within our, our neighborhood. Like tonight, we're supposed to get a bad storm. I know everybody that's got a radio is going to be on that radio. We've got people that are in AmCon now. I can throw a rock at four members of AmCon. And I got others that want to join simply because, you know, we promote it. We have a Facebook page in the neighborhood. I promote AmCon. Um, you don't have to go out and, you know, wear your camos and, you know, to run around with your rifle to think that you know people. You're gonna you're gonna get people to join. Um, just use simple things like that. And I'm also a member of the, the local group here, which expands my network. We've got a whole radio network um, within the community. You got to start with people right beside you because those are the ones that are going to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of us in the neighborhood decided to go through CERT training together. Okay, so what is
0: CERT training? Real fast for those who don't recognize. So community
1: emergency response team.
0: Okay, awesome. Okay, so
1: you know we can respond to to emergencies and things like that, and it's really made a lot of us jail together. We've become really good friends. Other people now have joined. They've heard about it. Hey, I want to do this, and it started with an FRS radio.
0: Couple different quotes popped up to my head while you were doing that. It's like, uh, one of them is the best time to fix your leaky roof is whenever the sun is shining. Yeah, and that you know always be prepared, which was a motto that I had back from my Boy Scout days. Yep when I talk to people about being prepared and, and getting ready for man-made or natural disasters and situations, a lot of them will want to come at me with this, you know, you're fear-mongering or why are you so stressed out? Why, you know, are you keeping yourself up at night over this stuff. And yes, there are certain things that have kept me up at night. Certainly knowing that a tornado hit Huntsville, you know, a decade back and kept some people up without electricity for 21 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to find myself in that situation. When you do have some of these skeptics come up and say, this is all fear-mongering. Why am I worried about about this, that, or the other? Why should I spend all this time training for something that may never happen? What is an example of a story you had a, you could share with our audience of where you've discussed this with somebody and they've had an aha moment and said, you know what, maybe the best time, what is it, the, a healthy man has a thousand wishes, a sick man has one. When you're stuck in the middle of a disaster and you wish that you, all of a sudden you had water or a generator, it's a little too late to be thinking about that as water's creeping up in your living room.
1: But I tell people it's not about you. It's about your family, about your neighbor. It's about the people beside you. Uh, April 27th, uh, 2011, we had the the bad tornadoes come through. That was an eye opener for a lot of people, including myself. I always pushed off getting a generator. I didn't have a generator. Fortunately, Walmart opened up and I went down and paid cash for it the day after. And I got kind of caught with my pants down, but I overcame and and so I never made that mistake again. And I told myself, I'm never gonna allow my family to be in that situation again. My motto is don't think that it will never happen to you because it will, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and and you always plan for the worst and hope for the best. OK, I have come a long way since that those tornadoes Um, I always had the mindset, but I didn't really think it was really going to happen. And it did. Mm -hmm. And now I will never allow that to happen to my my family. I will never allow it to happen to my my neighbors. Uh, if I can h- in touch anyone to help them, I will, because I remember myself in that situation. That's
0: powerful. It's powerful. And I'll tell you what comes to mind. And again, my brain just starts connecting all these dots. I remember watching something on YouTube about preparedness and readiness. And the message this man was trying to get across was like, you might be prepared and you might have your house all good and fine and dandy, but when your neighbor comes knocking on the door because they're starving and they're thirsty, are you really going to try to act like you're not home? Like there's a part of your soul that's going to want to help. And if you don't, and this person gets really desperate, now all of a sudden you could be dealing with a situation where violence may occur. So by preparing yourself, but not thinking beyond just your own four walls, you're actually causing a lot of potential despair. Not only might you have to literally turn your neighbor away, who you've watched football with and had laughs with and say no, man, I don't have provisions for you. Perhaps if you'd have just brought up to them, like, hey, are you storing some water? Like, do you have some MREs? Do you have some canned food that you've labeled with a Sharpie? Mm -hmm. When people discuss this with you and what you've just said. Like This is why you expanded outwards. When you bring that message to people who are not as veteran in being prepared as you are, like me, I've only been in this world for about a year or two. I'm still working my way up to have just what meager provisions most of y'all have had for years. What are some messages you send to them that really make sure that what you just said about it's not just you, it's your whole house, it's your neighbor's Is there something that you can make sure that the audience hears that allows them to say, wow, that's me. I need to start thinking about this. You
1: know, I've been fortunate. I have a big family that will show up at my house if something goes wrong. Okay. (laughs) So which goes along with a good security plan. But I know that that there are neighbors, there are friends of mine. I am not. uh, People say, well, someone come to my door, you know, I'm just going to shoot them. No, no, I'm not. I'm going to help them. I'm a Christian. And I'm going to do what I can to help them. I won't give everything up away from my family, but they're human beings. Mm -hmm. And I am going to help them as much as I can. I am certainly not going to turn someone away who's thirsty because I can make all the water I want because I got filters. I'm backed up against a, a river, so I can just filter it. And if they want to be a part of what we have, then I will give you a job. But if you start turning people away and getting violent with them, that will only come back to haunt you, in my opinion. Now, there may be times if they get violent, you know, you have to have to do something about it to secure your family. I'm not one that that will run go straight to violence. I I am not going to do that.
0: Yeah, when you know a wolf is backed up against a wall, they're going to push back. I write a lot of the stories that go into AmCon's membership site, and I remember one of the ones that I finished up with about having food and water and all that stuff prepared is that all societies are about seventy-two hours or nine meals away from anarchy. Right. You know, next thing you know, you find your, your whole community, your neighborhood, just gets wiped out by a tornado, and people. Yeah, they might be friendly day or two. All of a sudden, day three, four roll around, and they've barely had twenty ounces of water a day, and they've had no solid food, but. Anger and emotions are going to come out.
1: Absolutely. And I've been hungry. I know what it's like. And if I know that if my kids were that hungry, it would break my heart. And mm-hmm. I get it, you know, or, you know, you could, I, like I said, I'm, I'm up against a river. There's fish in that river. So, well, I don't have a lot of food, but take this fishing pole and, and go down there and, and catch your own fish. And that gives them some hope. Like I, maybe, maybe with this fishing pole and this hook, I could, I could actually do this myself for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, so. You know, there's all kinds of ways you just gotta think through it because you bring violence on, on somebody and then there, and other people hear about it. That that could come back to haunt you, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Especially at night while you're trying to sleep. Absolutely. (laughs) Right? You you have a big family there. Other people, it may only be three or four. It might be a husband, a wife, and two kids. Like, again, this is why you will build a neighborhood. Now, all of a sudden, you have multiple houses watching each other's backs. Mm -hmm. And I love how you talked about how, hey, if you're gonna come over to my house, I got a job for you. Tom Rigsby's in my family. That's how I'm associated with American contingency to begin with. And I'll tell him, like, I'm gonna come over with a lot of water. I'm gonna come over with some food. Mm -hmm. May not have enough for how long we're hunkering down, but what I promise you I am bringing is I'm bringing labor and energy to do things right. around the house. So if we need to, I don't know, fill up sandbags because here comes the water, don't worry, I'm out there at three in the morning for you. <laughs> Bring a good attitude.
1: That's exact, that's worth a million bucks. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tell
0: yeah. them that because I, I want them to know, like, I may not have a ton, but I definitely have energy and I've definitely got muscle power. Yep. Uh, I hear in your voice the emotion that you put behind what it is that you do, why this matters to you, so much, what inspired you to get... involved with American contingency. I mean, Mike Glover, who started this, he is also a former Green Beret. Mm -hmm. So you do have that brotherhood going for you, even though I don't think that you serve together, but there's a lot of opportunities to be involved with organizations that, that can care in some way about what American contingency does being involved with them the way I am. I see the vastness of what they're doing by building this nationwide network of communities. But when you first heard about it, what inspired you to get involved in the way that you have, literally creating all of the training programs.
1: I met Tom. I I actually created a a radio network here in in Huntsville, and I had a a business. Uh, as firearms. We did uh, active shooter training and planning for churches, businesses, all kinds of security stuff. Um, And some of my my students were AMCON members. And so they showed up when I was briefing this network, and I kind of got involved and learned more and more about AMCON. I liked it. And so... I noticed on the uh, website, they didn't have a training guy. And I did a lot of that in the, in the military. And then in DEA, we train all the time, but planning is kind of what I did. Planning training, let's say as a, a lieutenant or captain understood how you manage training you know, your assets and things like that. I called Tom up and. Talk to him about it. We had lunch, and he told me what he wanted for the program, and that's something I think that I felt at the time I could deliver, and I, I think that I am delivering that. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of, kind of steamrolled yeah. down the hill, and and now we're in this thing. And I, now I will tell you, it's changed a couple of times. You know, <laughs> it's changed. <laughs> Flexibility is key. You know, we're going down this path, and maybe let's change it this. Way. But but that's fine because we're making it better. Uh, that's kind of how I got started in it. How I got with American Contingency, I really enjoy it. Uh, I was out in, in Bowie, Texas, uh, on that event, and I try and go as, to to as many events as I can to support the, the the groups and the regions. And I I love camping. What other job you know do you get to go camping? <laughs> yeah. on, you know, all the military you get to lay down by a tree, but you know, uh, but I actually get a tent. So um, See,
0: you get you provide your own tent in American Contingency. You can <laughs> sleep outside. And I think when I heard about y'all going and doing that trip down in Texas. Especially because you and Mike Law and Tom Rigsby, we're all here in Huntsville together, which is, you know, perhaps it's a measure of convenience that we're all so close. And that's how it all worked out that we have the positions that we do within American Mm -hmm. Contingency. For those people who are spread out around the country, you touched upon it a little bit in passing in, in this conversation so far. But I do want to touch upon the regional coordinators and how we're building these local chapters? Because that's really how we're helping the local communities organize to build resiliency, to be prepared. What are some of the key strategies and resources that we use in these efforts to help people around the nation build up their own chapter and start to really have a difference makers in their own communities?
1: That's a great question. I have learned a lot and have gotten to know a lot of people all over the United States now. And whether it's going to these different events and meeting people all over the United States or getting to know the people in your chapter, that is vitally important because those are the people that are going to come help you. Those are the people that you're going to depend on. If you're not in a local group or chapter, reach out for your your regional coordinator, your state coordinator. They want you to be in a group. You need to be in a group mm-hmm. because what is it? Uh, Tom says 30 minutes, 30 miles,
0: you yeah. know,
1: 15 people here in Madison County. We've got quite a few members and I am fortunate that I've got four members in, and it's going to be more, but four members right now in my neighborhood that I know that I can depend on. So get to know these people. Yes. Whether it's right down the street from you, whether it's in the county group or, you know, it's someplace across the nation. Yes. Yes. Build those relationships, and that is vitally important.
0: So recently, I think it was a week or so ago, some tornadoes hit out there um, by hartsel I yeah. think it was. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend who's out there. Literally, the tornado went through her backyard. It killed her next door neighbor. Like it just her house walks away rather yeah, it's unscathed. Terrible. And mm-hmm. it's like it's devastating to hear people are are dying, and it's great to hear that her house managed to make it. And I remember asking her, like, how prepared were you for that? Did you have provisions? And she's one of those people who listens to me. She's like, oh yeah, we had water, we had. Food, we had blankets, we already knew where we were going to hide, and we have some friends around the community that were willing to take us in if our house was damaged. There's a lot of people who may not have family nearby or have those friends. American contingency all of a sudden becomes a place where your house gets torn down by a tornado. 17 miles away they may be perfectly fine and they could be coming to your rescue helping you get your valuables out putting you in their house for a couple weeks while you get your life back in order and I think that speaks volumes for how much our community is willing to step forward and help Mm -hmm. but also how much that if you don't put in the effort to build those relationships beforehand then you could be stuck dealing with all of this stuff in a FEMA line and we all know how that can work out.
1: I completely agree. In the time that I've been in American Intendency, I have made some extremely good friends, people that I know I can count on. Tom, uh, Mike Lott, uh, all these guys. We get together. We're calling each other. We are making sure that what, what we are providing also as a, as friends and a, as staff members, Or the right thing that the members need, Mm -hmm. whether it's training, whether it's operations, whether it's just directing which way American contingency is going, we can sit down and we can have candid conversations because we're friends. Yes. And we can have candid conversations because I know all the regional coordinators. I can jump on the, the regional coordinator's call. I can say whatever I need to say as a training coordinator, and I will receive whatever input they give me because I know that these guys are trusted, we're friends, and that means a lot to me. It does. It builds those relationships, and I can't emphasize that enough.
0: For humans, we are naturally drawn to have connections. And whenever things go sideways, we really want to have those connections. And one of the interesting things I love about our member site is that there's a whole portion that's dedicated to weather. When bad weather is going through Idaho or Buffalo or Huntsville, like, It seems that the entire nationwide network knows this is getting ready to go down there. We have a whole weather portal. We've trained people how to be able to report back to the members and to the site and say, hey, this is the weather that's going on. How have you seen the implementation of this really provide positive changes in communities that have implemented this ability to monitor weather, to report back. They've implemented these disaster preparedness measures. What kind of hope do you see them being able to feel when the weather starts to barrel down and the dark clouds start coming?
1: Glad you said that, because when things go bad, whether it's a weather situation, what have you, we stand up an operations center. I'm usually a part of the operations center. And whatever region is getting hit by that weather event, that regional coordinator is in the, the operations. And it's a Zoom call. That that regional coordinator is now coordinating with the state coordinators, asking, who do we have in that zone? Or do we have anybody? And as it continues to go on, we have our database that we can figure out who is in it, and then we can call those individuals personally to see, hey, you all right? Do you need anything? If they need something, then it's coming. It's coming because we have the resources. We've got the radio network to do it, and we've got the manpower. So, yes. for you members out there, especially you new members, know that if you are in trouble, our mission is to come to you. And I think that's, that's worth yeah. $10 a month. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? It really is. <laughs> and, and know that you don't know how much support will come to you till you ask. And I know for a lot of people, especially me, I've lived a solo life. I'd left my family at a young age and I started going around, I, I became very self sufficient. Knowing that there is a time where it's not a sign of weakness to reach out for help, it's actually a sign of strength. And mm-hmm. knowing that the American Contingency Network is there for you, I yep. think that's something that it's important for you. Like you said, old members, new members, if you don't realize that this stuff's going on over here, I want to make sure that you go into the membership portal, figure out how to get more involved, make sure you know the people in your area, be there for their help when they need it, because I promise you they'll be there for your help Absolutely. whenever you need it.
1: And build those relationships. So, you you know, the guy that you met at that event, you know, two states over, he shows up and you're like, oh, man, thank you very much, you know, and I know you, I trust you, you're going to help me. You're not just some guy off the street.
0: Yes. <laughs> and we all would like to know a friendly face on the other side of that door <laughs> when we're running out of water and yes, food. And that's a great opportunity for us to close this up. There's a lot of uncertainty that's going on in the nation. Is it more or less than it has been in the past? That's subjective to perspective. But we do know that given the current state of affairs, whether – I'm not even going to get into all the opportunities. Sure. There's a lot. Many people are feeling uneasy about the trajectory of our country, about the trajectory of the connections that we're able to make, about the conversations that are splitting and dividing us instead of bringing us together. I'm super curious to hear your thoughts on how you feel the current state of our union is. And we're, I mean, in a way, the world. And what is giving you hope for a better future in spite of the uncertainty that seems to be swirling around us regularly?
1: Things are getting bad. Things are, and I and think, and, and they're going to get worse. One, I as a man can only do so much. I can only touch so many people um, when things go bad. Now, I can, through the training program, I can touch a lot of people, all right? But then that training goes down to an individual. So I will help my family, all right? I will help uh, my neighbors. I will help my MCOM group, or I will help anybody that I call to, to help. And I rely on on my faith. I mean, so much it's just it's getting me through this. I rely on God to give me answers, send me a direction and things to do so that I can be useful for Him to help other people. That's my thought on it. You gotta help one person at a time. Mm -hmm. You can't help everybody. Just get prepared as best you can, whether you're you've been in, in AMCON for You know, two years or two days, start. Yes. Start somewhere. Start somewhere. And and know somebody that can help you. Yes. Because they're out there. Everybody in Amcon wants to help everybody.
0: There's that natural desire within people to take a leadership role, to contribute, to have significance in in one another's lives. With American Contingency, you get to be around an entire network of people in various communities all around. I mean, we're in Mm -hmm. at least all 48 contingent states. There is a huge, vast network. I highly recommend that those of you who are new to American Contingency reach out, find your regional coordinator, get more involved. It's a fantastic thing that we do. It reminds me, I'll I'll close you out. Really on this. It's like the idea of give a man a fish that eats for a day, teach a man to fish, she eats for a lifetime, teach a man to teach other men to fish, and you could possibly save the world. I really think through your trainings and what you're doing with American Contingency, you're giving people an opportunity to Build upon leadership. I don't think leaders are born. I think that leaders are created right. through opportunity mm-hmm. and through discipline and desire. And your training is doing an amazing job of giving people skills that they can then, you know, really butterfly it, affect it out into the community. Uh, you know, if you had an opportunity to speak to all of the members right now, and in a way you do because you have mm-hmm. got a microphone. Right. What is the message that you'd want to have to all the members and the prospective members who are listening who are thinking, I, I'm really hearing a lot of things that touching a point of emotion in me. I'd like to become involved
1: act do it you know we have a wonderful website but the most important thing is that's good for connecting so forth and so on but get off the couch go out there learn these skills meet these people better yourself because again i'm going to come back to what i said before it's not about you it's about your friends it's about your family it's about the opinion on the group get out there do it I know that everybody's got jobs. I get it. Take that day off and go to this event and meet these people. Take time to meet the people that are in a group near you. Travel if you have to, right? But if you're an American Tendency, do it because it is a fantastic organization or else I would be a part of it. And make sure that you get all that you can out of it. Just get off the couch. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Just do it. Take Action. That's right. I love that, Noel. Thank you so much. You know, it makes me think, as a member of American contingency, we're never alone. And whatever may be next, and we have no idea in this world of uncertainty, now is a time to prepare for it. Your message of taking action now, get up off the couch, act build a community be a force of nature in your own community and so when nature shows up at just that most inopportune moment not only are you prepared but your butterfly effect has it prepared your entire neighborhood your entire community now we're ready to be resilient now we're ready to battle back against the things that were unforeseen
1: couldn't have said it better.
0: Brilliant, my man. Thank you so much for being <laughs> on the show. Great Thank work you. out there. We'll, we'll have you back, Noel. I mean, obviously, you've got some amazing things to share, what Noel does, and whenever you are a member of the American Contingency, all these trainings are already on the website. For those of you who already are members, more than likely, you've already started to take a lot of the trainings. For the new members out there, get involved. Go seek out the trainings. It's not too hard to locate them on the website. It's there for you. If you have any questions, you can always hit everybody up within the communication portal on the website. As As always, it is a pleasure again, Noel, to have you here. This has been an amazing conversation with everybody. We're here for you. When you're ready to build the skills, the network, and the confidence to be ready for whatever comes next, join us at AmericanContingency.com. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.